Hey guys, welcome back to what used to be our daily bread. And um, I've been thinking about changing the name um, to Tender Mercies um, instead of our daily bread. Um, so I guess welcome back to Tender Mercies. Um, I'm Avery Smith, and yeah, I just thought uh, a name change would be a good thing because I started, the idea for this podcast honestly started a year ago. I, I started this podcast um, over a year ago, and I kind of just didn't have time to do it, or I didn't, I didn't make time for it, I guess, um, and now I'm, I'm willing to try it again and um, see if it's something that people are interested in, um, but I've been thinking about uh, what I want the substance of the podcast to be, and I've, I've changed a little bit. So originally I wanted to do like daily episodes about just little uplifting scriptures, little uh, uplifting nuggets um, for your day. Um, and I still want to do that. I'm going to keep doing that. But I really want to try to do more of a, an interview format um, type of podcast um, because I think there are people that have really great stories and I want to have those stories be told um, because there's just so many amazing people that have done so many amazing things that can really uplift us and inspire us and I, I really want everyone to know about those and so I'm going to try to maybe make the podcast a little bit more about that um, so that's one of the reasons for the, the name change to Tender Mercies and the other one was um, yeah I wasn't going to be able to do it daily so our daily bread was kind of a lie because it wasn't daily um, and there was actually already a, a podcast on iTunes with that name um, but Tender Mercies seemed like a, a good name that people um, haven't had on iTunes yet, so <laughs> that's a little bit about the name change. Um, and I've been really thinking about uh, if I should keep doing the scripture, little short scripture verses or episodes, or if I should just do long interviews, and uh, and if I should do the daily verses in order of the Book of Mormon, or just do the Book of Mormon, or do I also move to the the Bible? Um, do I do the Book of Mormon verses in consecutive order? And I pretty much came to the conclusion that I'll do whatever I feel like. <laughs> I don't know exactly what this is going to be, and I'm kind of just letting it be open-ended in an experiment. And so it's going to be kind of a raw podcast. It's going to kind of be a hodgepodge of different things, um, things I'm just interested in. I think things that have uh, uplifted me in my life and things that I think can uplift other others. I'm really excited about um, these potential interviews I'm going to be doing um, and telling other people's stories or letting people tell their own story um, because I'm so inspired by some of the people that I've heard about or I know and um, they have great stories that I think can really uh, help us all in our lives. So once again, I'm not great at this. I don't really know what I'm doing with this whole podcasting stuff, but um I think it's a, a fun idea, and I think I would be interested in it, and I'm, I'm hoping that maybe there are some people out there that are interested in this and are willing to listen and, and be uplifted by uh, other people's stories and by a few verses from the Book of Mormon. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this or not. Uh, I'm going to release this, and if people are like what they hear, then I'm, I'm probably going to keep doing it. If there's, the interest isn't there, I don't think I'll continue. Um, but I'm really excited for these um, interviews I'm going to maybe posting soon. Um, anyways, so that's just a little uh, logistics work, but um, I wanted to get to our verse today. So we're in First uh, Nephi chapter 6, and the verse that we're going to focus on today, or sorry, First Nephi chapter 6, verse 4. 
that's the verse we're going to be looking at today. It says, For the fullness of mine intent is that I may persuade men to come unto the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob and be saved. So this is um, Nephi talking about why he is writing this book um, many thousands of years ago. Why, why is he writing these things down? And his intent, his purpose is to persuade everyone to come unto God and be saved. So that is the purpose of the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon does not exist for any other reason than to persuade the readers of the book to come to God. Um, I also, this first made me think back to um, a poem um, that I found a while ago um, that explains why I came to God, why I continue to come to God, and um, what my relationship between uh, myself, God, and Jesus Christ looks like. Um, and it kind of, very accurately, in my opinion, uh, helps us envision what our relationship is. Um, so I was just going to go ahead and, and read this, and I'll, I'll throw the link in the show notes uh, uh, as a text. Um, but the, the poem is called The Room, and maybe some of you guys have heard it before. Um, I didn't know it had an author, but this website, I just, I, what did I Google? I Googled the poem about the room with Christ, <laughs> and it was the first thing that popped up. Um, but it's called The Room, and it's by Joshua Harris, apparently. So I'll go ahead and read it. In that place between wakefulness and dreams, I found myself in the room. There were no distinguishable features save for the one wall covered with the small index card files. They were like the ones in libraries that list titles by author or subject in alphabetical order. But these files, which stretch from floor to ceiling and seemingly endlessly in either direction, had very different headings. As I drew near the wall of files, the first to catch my attention was one that read, Girls I have liked. I opened it and began flipping through the cards. I quickly shut it, shocked to realize that I recognized the names written on each one. And then without being told, I knew exactly where I was. This lifeless room, with its small files, was a crude catalog for my entire life. Here were written the actions of my every moment, big and small, in a detail my memory could not match. A sense of wonder and curiosity, coupled with horror, stirred within me as I began randomly opening files and exploring their content. Some brought joy and sweet memories, others a sense of shame and regret so intense that I would look over my shoulder to see if anyone was watching. A file named Friends was next to the one marked Friends I Have Betrayed. The titles from the mundane to the outright weird. Books I have read, lies I have told, comfort I have given, jokes I have laughed at. Some were almost hilarious to their exactness. Things I have yelled at my brothers and sisters. Others I could not laugh at. Things I have done in anger. Things I have muttered under my breath at my parents. I never cease to be surprised by the contents. Often, there are more cards, more cards than I expected, sometimes fewer than I hoped. I was overwhelmed by the sheer volume of my life I had lived. Could it possibly be that I had the time in my 16 years to write each one of these thousands or even millions of cards? But each card confirmed this truth. Each was written in my own handwriting. Each signed with my signature. When I pulled out the file marked songs I had listened to, I realized the files grew to contain their contents. 
The cards were packed tightly, and yet after two or three yards, I hadn't found the end of the file. I shut it, shamed, not so much by the quality of music, but more by the vast amount of time I knew that file had represented. When I came to the file marked lustful thoughts, I felt a chill run through my body. I pulled the file out only an inch, not willing to test its size, and drew out a card. I shuddered at its detailed content. I felt absolutely sick to think that such a moment had been recorded. An almost animal rage broke on me. One thought dominated my mind. No one must ever see these cards. No one must ever see this room. I have to destroy them. In an insane frenzy, I yanked the file out. Its size didn't matter now. I had to empty it and burn these cards. But as I took it at one end and began pounding it on the floor, I could not dislodge a single card. I became desperate and pulled out a card, only to find it as strong as steel when I tried to tear it. Defeated and utterly helpless, I returned the file to its slot. Leaning my forehead against the wall, I let out a long, self-pitying sigh. And then, I saw it. The title bore, People I Have Shared the Gospel of Jesus Christ With. The handle was brighter than those around it, newer, almost unused. I pulled on its handle, and a small box, not more than three inches long, fell into my hands. I could count the cards it contained on one hand. Then the tears came. I began to weep, sobbed so deep that the hurt started in my stomach and shook me throughout. I fell on my knees and cried. I cried out of shame. From the overwhelming shame of it all, the rows of files, shelves swirled in my tear-filled eyes. No one must ever, ever know of this room. I must lock it up and hide the key. But then, as I pushed the tears away, I saw him. No, please, not him. Not here. Anyone but Jesus Christ. I watched helplessly as he began to open the files and read the cards. I couldn't bear to watch his response. And in the moments I could bring myself to look at his face, I saw a sorrow deeper than my own. He seemed to intuitively go to the worst boxes. Why did he have to read each one? Finally, he turned and looked at me from across the room. He looked at me with pity in his eyes. This was a pity that did not anger me. I dropped my head, covered my face with my hands, and began to sob. He walked over and put his arm around me. He could have said so many things, but he didn't say a word. He just cried with me. Then he got up and walked back to the wall of files. Starting at one end of the room, he took out a file and one by one began to sign his name over mine on each card. No! I shouted, rushing to him. All I could find to say was, no, no, as I pulled the card from him. His name shouldn't be read on this, written on these cards. But there it was, written in red, so rich, so dark, so alive. The name of Jesus covered mine. It was written with his blood. He gently took the card back. He smiled a sad smile and began to sign the cards. I don't think I'll ever understand how he did it so quickly, but the next instant it seemed I heard him close the last file and walk back to my side. He placed his hand on my shoulder and said, It is finished. I stood up and he led me out of the room. There was no lock on its door.
there were still cards to be written. So I love that story because um, it's a good, accurate um, depiction of, of what our life is. We do so many dumb things in this life. We make so many mistakes. We say so many things in anger and in um, desperation. And I've made so many mistakes in my life. I've done so many wrong things. I've done so many dumb things. Um, and it's amazing to know that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to this earth so that all of my stupid things um, can be accounted for. What a tender mercy that is to, to have that in our life, to have um, the, the atonement of Jesus Christ to rely on, to um, cover us for all the stupid things we've done, and how it, what a tender mercy it shows God's love for us. Um, so I know that God loves you. I know Christ would do the same to you as he did to this um, 16-year-old boy, and he'll help you out in your life um, because he loves you so much. So um, if, if you've experienced that in your life, let others know and be able to explain to them Christ's love for them. Um, that's the challenge for this week, and thanks for joining in for this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.